This is the Marvel Masterworks Vidcast, True Believers, where we cover all of the events in the Marvel Universe, from the wanderings of the Green Goliath, to the chaotic offices of the Daily Bugle, to the grim alleyways of Hell's Kitchen, to the top of Avengers Tower, with your hosts, Adam and the Emerald Enthusiast. Welcome to another episode of the Marvel Masterworks VidCast. As always, I'm your host, Adam. With me is my co-host, Donnie. Donnie, how's it going? Hey, what's up, comic book fans? It's the podcast you can listen to by Moonlight. It's Multiverse Musings, and we're talking about Moon Knight. And we have a special guest to uh, to help us do that. Big time Moon Knight fan. So, uh, Donnie, I'll throw it over to you to give your uh, one of your patented introductions. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and beings of the Omniverse, please welcome to Multiverse Musings, the host of Gathering of the Geeks. This is Chris Evans. That was awesome. Chris, there you go. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to follow that up. That was awesome. Feel free to use that as your, your answering machine, tone, whatever you want to do with it. Go, go for it. We can clip it up for you. Not um, even to be on Cameo with that. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, you should sir. do you should do that and make some money off of it, <laughs> Donnie. Yeah. It intros for people on, on Cameo. Think about that. It's awesome. Um, but, uh, Chris, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Um, it's good to have you. Um, I know Thank that you. we've talked uh, uh, via social media and mm-hmm. about Moon Knight, and you're a big fan of that. I also had the pleasure of being on a live stream with Chris on, uh, for the the boys over at the, the Vigilante 1939 mm-hmm. uh, podcast and the, the build-up to uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, and that was that was fun to do. Uh, that was fun. That was a good and, time. The boys uh, always do uh, good stuff over there. Right. So it was the first time I got to chat with you. And uh, and then I thought, uh, uh, let's uh, see if we can get him on our show. And then we, we started talking about ideas. Moon Knight came up, and, and here we are. Uh, so... Uh, uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, you know, if you want to plug, we'll let you plug it later. But if you want to plug it now, uh, plug your your your, your video uh, podcast, your YouTube show, whatever you want to whatever you want to plug along the way, go for it. Tell us a bit about yourself for the the audience that may not know who you are. Cool. Uh, I'm just kind of like an average guy. I like comics. I like movies, and uh, I like to tweet about them. I like to tweet a lot of random bullshit too. That's yeah. what's on my Twitter mostly. <laughs> But uh, mainly, I love superhero stuff. And Moon Knight, I'm glad you guys brought me on for that. Moon Knight is one of my favorites. And he's just one of those characters I never thought I'd see on film in any capacity. So seeing him is really special to me. And um, so that's part of my main interest. And I'll plug the the other stuff later. Cool. Yeah, I I guess since, you know, talking about Moon Knight, for me, I've always had a... When I when I came back into comics around well, three or four whatever it was, you know, and a couple of years preceding that, I, I had always like seen Moon Knight. Whenever I'd go into the shop and like, kind of picking up my books, and I, I had a passing interest in the character, but it was always every time I, I I had an inkling to sort of dive in and try and read the character, it was always in the middle of a run, and it's like yeah, yeah I, I hate starting, you know. Uh, partially the way through. Yes, I know there's trade trades and you know graphic novels and hardcovers and such, but I'm the kind of guy that if I can, I like to get in on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was always bad timing for me with with, with when when do I start Moon Knight? And then well, it, it's had a lot of starts and stops. This is volume nine, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, right. Uh, it might be because every couple of years they give it to a new writer, a new writer yeah. does his thing, and then. Yeah. He ends up in some kind of event. Then we get another yeah. reboot. Yeah. It's like, can we just continue? Like, like continue the numbering, damn it! I, like, I hate. Like, right. I get it. You know, new number one, increased sales. Mm-hmm. I get the logic behind it, but man, I can't stand it. It's like, well, really? Well, with Moon Knight, it's kind of like every. It's kind of weird, um, but every new series is like a fresh start for the character. Yeah, and and that's what's good about him. You, if you find that number one from any writer, you can just dive in and it'll be yeah. cool. That's just true too. And, you just can't it, jump in the middle. <laughs> it plays in. It plays in too with his, uh, you know, uh, DID, the aspect of his character. In that, like, you could view, you could view each, um, 
each series is kind of highlighting a, a specific aspect mm-hmm. of his personality, of one of his personalities. So that's kind of, and some writers have played with that kind of uh, aspect of it, and, and I, I do kind of like that, even though having you know forty five number ones is a little frustrating <laughs> along the way. Well, I, and I remember one series that went to the direct market, like just the comic shops. It was like a gimmick in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And it only lasted six issues because mm-hmm. they thought, oh, well, people will go to the shops and just get this. Well, they took it off the stands, and so nobody knew it was there. And so nobody bought it. So, so Donnie, what's your your uh, kind of fandom in terms of, you know, with, with Moon Knight? I remember Moon Knight a lot from the West Coast Avengers, and I always liked Moon Knight because I like, you know, uh, werewolves and vampires and kind of, you know, monsters and, and you know, vigilantes that stalk the night. And so Moon Knight's somebody that I gravitated to, uh, even though this has been the first, this was the first time in quite a while that I went back to read a solo series. So I was mm-hmm. happy to go back and reacquaint myself with the character. So Nice, nice, yeah. Yeah, as I said, I'm fairly recent. So, I mean, the, the, the most reading I've done before this six issue stint so far um, that I've done with Moon Knight is he was recently in uh, a story arc in the Avengers mm-hmm. <laughs> where he, you know, he battled the team. That's kind of referenced in this series as well. Um, but um, that was my real like stint with a character that, that was more than just a passing. Okay, well, uh, he looks cool. And the, the, <laughs> no the the general backstory is cool, uh, which is what I, uh, that's pretty much what I knew mm-hmm. before before diving in. So, yeah. um, And the, the love interest that I remember him with actually makes an appearance in this issue, or they, okay. these issues, yes. All so, right. okay. uh, so that was familiar to me. I was like, hey, there she is. So we'll talk about that in a little while. So, so Chris, when did you, like, what, when was your entry point into Moon Knight as a character? Well, you know, I didn't, as much as I love comics and superheroes and stuff growing up, I never actually read comics until I was, until about 2004, 2005-ish. And that happened to be when the, I think the Bendis run came out in 2006. Yeah. So I right. happened to catch that right. at the start. Okay. And a friend of mine was like, hey, you'll probably like this. I was like, well, who's Moon Knight? And I read it, and that's the one that really hooked me on the character because, first of all, it was wild. That's the yeah. book where Moon Knight believes he's an Avenger and he has Spider-Man and Wolverine with him at all times. Okay. Yeah. When he doesn't, he built a web shooter and a glove with a claw in the hand. Right. And he, th- he thinks he's fighting with them, but he's not. <laughs> right. um, so that that's the issue that hooked me. And from there, like, I just read most of anything Moon Knight I could find. Like, Vengeance of Moon Knight, which is not the best, but it's fun. <laughs> um, the Lemire stuff is very interesting. I love the new run. I think Jed McKay just does this fantastic job of blending everything that's cool about the character into one book yeah cool that's awesome yeah i i like like you mentioned the bendis one um i remember seeing you know some of the issues on, uh, uh, at, the, at the shop and the art really grabbed me because i think mm-hmm. it was uh was it brian hit was it, no, it alex believe okay I, was alex, but I, I think hitch was doing the covers maybe Maybe what, uh, what I was what I was seeing because I remember seeing his art and it was like oh wow that art is pretty pretty awesome um, but um, but yeah so that's uh, you know it seems like we you know Donnie you remember him from the uh, you know a few a few decades ago and mm-hmm. uh, Chris is a little bit more recent and I'm the I'm the fresh uh, newbie in this situation so it's, mm-hmm. it's kinda, welcome yeah, <laughs> it's kind of cool um, but um, all right so before we dive into the Six issues. Uh, like Chris alluded to earlier, we are getting uh, Moon Knight in live action mm-hmm. in the form of a Disney Plus series. Um, and he will be played by Oscar Isaac. Um, and uh, we, before this, uh, luckily we waited and uh, we now have a trailer to discuss, uh, a full trailer, not, not mm-hmm. just a teaser or a teaser for the teaser, uh, <laughs> which is insane in and of itself. That, Studios do teasers for a teaser, but anyway, uh, we actually have a full trailer. So, wh- what do you guys think, Chris? We'll, we'll throw it over to you. What are your thoughts on this trailer? Do you guys have like a language filter on here? Or am I allowed to say whatever? 
Try not to swear if you can avoid it. We, we try to avoid dropping F-bombs and things like that, but... I lost yeah. my stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. From beginning to end, I just lost it. Um, I love the idea of Oscar Isaac and the role that was before. And then seeing him actually get to do what he's doing and hearing the accent, which w- threw me off at first. Because yeah. Stephen Grant is not English, but it, it works, I think, for what they're doing. Um, the glimpses that we see, like, <clears throat> like seeing Khonshu was a huge deal. Like, I didn't think we were getting Khonshu. I'm shocked we're getting Khonshu. And then the glimpse of the suit that we see, um, him beating the crap out of a, I think that's a jackal. I know a lot of people think it's a werewolf, but uh, it could go either way. I think it's a jackal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then just uh, the little bits of lore that they're sprinkling in, you know, and, and the hints that we see. Like when he's in front of that mirror and you see the, the, the reflection and they watch him leave the room. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's so in line with the character and the way he thinks. It's just cool. I really love that trailer. Oh, yeah. Donnie, what are you, you, you thoughts? Well, I like the fact that it, it, it's it's my remembering. It's it's my the, the memories I have is that initially the the Stephen Grant and the Jake Lockley personas, it was kind of ambiguous as to whether they were actually a manifestation of his mental illness because he was using them initially. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it became like more and more established that he did have dissociative identity disorder and that that was a manifestation of that. It was even ambiguous at one point as to whether Khonshu was, you know, actually real or not. If I, okay. So I do remember that correctly, but I like the fact that they're not afraid to deal with, you know, again, dissociative identity disorder, formerly known as multiple personalities, kind of what the, like what the Hulk has that yeah. they're going to delve into that. And that's, that can be a little messy. And a little complicated, but I like it because it's going to separate Moon Knight from some of the other characters that we've seen already. Yeah, no, I um, I was actually, um, like you said, quite sure. I, I was, the idea of this Disney Plus series was intriguing, obviously, and, and cool that we we're getting him in live action. But I also, I also questioned, like, well, how far are they going to go with the dissociative identity disorder? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it still is Disney. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they, they, whenever they can, they keep things very, very, you know, very kosher, very easy, very kid-friendly. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. how far are they going to dive into this? And they seem like they're going full, uh, full, you know, full-fledged into it. Um, Chris, you pointed out the accent. That was a little jarring at first because I'm like, I mean, okay, fair enough. I'm only hearing about Stephen Grant now in this current series. Mm-hmm. So I had no preconceived notion of, well, is he English? Is he not? But of course, when I'm reading the book and they're mentioning Stephen Grant, I'm not switching my voice into an English accent because <laughs> I, don't, I, I just sound like me. It's like, same when I read Batman. I don't try to sound like Kevin Conroy. Oh, I, I do. God, God forbid. <laughs> well, I wish I, I could. I'll do that. I wish I could, because I could make some money on and cameo, like you were saying. But, but you know, or Christian Bale, because then I my throat would be killing me. But um, where's the trigger? Yeah, but exactly. But um, so you know, I, I never had this frame of reference for. Okay, let's let, let's play him as English. So it, it was jarring in the sense that I don't think I've ever heard Oscar Isaac sound like that. But that's a good thing because. Yeah. For me, it's like him having been in Star Wars and ha- having played Apocalypse. You know, after all that makeup and got and anyway, that was something else already. Uh, but um, um, I think having that distinctive voice for that version of the character uh, is good. It allows me to separate him from the other performances that I've seen him in uh, because he is more like he's not a huge. A list celebrity, but he's he's well known enough to, you know, you know his face, so yeah. you have to be able to separate. He he's got skills. I think he's going to oh, do yeah. very well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. he's very yeah. he's very talented. Absolutely. He's known for quality, I think. Like, yeah, he's not a list, I, th- I don't think, but when you see him in something, you know yeah. he's he's quality. Like yeah, even yeah. in something like Dune, where it's you know it's a big sci-fi action piece, he's one of the best parts of it. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's. He's a top top notch actor for sure, so I have no doubts about. He's a guy who can bring the gravitas too, because this is going to have 
many times when, you know, it, it can't be campy at all, where they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to use humor. And he's the kind of guy who can bring that kind of believability and seriousness when he needs to. Right. So. And, and even with, like, like you were talking about, they can't really lean into too much humor. But there are moments in the trailer when, you know, like in the elevator when he's mm-hmm. thinking. Oh, uh, yeah. They just have thinking, to pick and choose. Yeah, he's thinking you know? Moon Knight's going to come through that. Uh, you see the leg, right? But then it's the old lady that comes through and he's like, oh, I lost my uh, whatever he said. My contact. Contact, <laughs> yeah. You know, and that that gets a chuckle. I mean, that's enough for me. <laughs> and she I was like, mean, "I hope you find it." And yeah. <laughs> she wanted to be thing, anywhere else except in that elevator. <laughs> yeah. The Stevie thing was funny too. Yeah, Stevie, yeah. it's right. Stephen. Exactly. So it's like I don't need you know little comments like that. As long as they give it, get a chuckle out of me, I'm good. Like I don't need uh, purposely. Let's stop and make a joke here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's insert joke here, insert joke there. Like some of the Marvel films have been accused of doing. You know, yeah. At, at times, so I, I I like the dosage of humor here. The, the the scene that you talked about with him beating up whether it's a jackal or a werewolf, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Okay, this is the, like I don't I don't want to compare because I know I know hardcore Moon Knight fans hate when you make this reference, but screw it, I kind of have to. It's coming. Uh, <laughs> you listen, people already hate me for other reasons. Add this to the list. I don't care. Uh, but it was very. That's another list. Yeah, another list. I say not the multiverse wife list, honey. It's a totally different list. Um, but um, when he's beating up the, you know, the jack or the werewolf, it was very reminiscent of uh, Batman. Uh, uh, specifically, it was it reminded me of the, the warehouse. Oh yeah, yeah. The way Ben Affleck was was uh, beating down on that guy. So um, a lot of references there. But you know. And then the shot that really got me, and it was a small shot right at the end after the, the title card. Oh, yeah. Leaping from building to building, and the yeah. moon in the background. I'm yeah. like, that is an amazing shot. Like, yeah. it just looks beautiful. So. And then it becomes the logo, the Disney logo. It was really yeah, cool. Yeah. 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 And it's a I Disney really, moment. <laughs> I really like the look of the costume. I mm-hmm. really, you know, again, this should be a, a, a sort of warning, cautionary tale, whatever you want to say. When you see a costume in a still picture via a set photo, don't judge it as the be-all and end-all because by the time you know it's it's shot, it's it's put through various filters and such, and lighting and this and that, you know things could look very different. And mm-hmm. this costume looks great. And I know some people were, I was okay with the still shot that leaked uh, months back, but mm-hmm. you know, some people were like, really, look that looks you know that doesn't look good, but it's like. Yeah. Haven't we learned by now that you know usually onset photos don't look that good? <laughs> like case no. in point, you know, here's another example. Yeah. Robert Pattinson's Batman costume. Yeah, the stunt suit didn't look that flattering. Cut to all the trailers and promotional material, and now most people are singing a different tune. So it's just like let's take the lesson, folks, and just uh, Wait, just wait it out. Like, well, it. fans overreacting on the internet's just like Thanos. It's inevitable. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and also, I think part of the overreaction or just reaction to it in general. I, I personally loved it when I saw it. It was yeah. love at first sight for me. But, uh, but I think a lot of the reaction was this is not a traditional Moon Knight look. It is a little different. It's more Egyptian mummy type thing. Yeah. He doesn't traditionally look like this. And I actually don't even think this is a real suit. I think this is in his head. Okay, but that's just my own theory. Yeah. Oh, it, it could be, yeah. Interesting, yeah, very, very interesting. Or it but could I, be like a prototype too that we see something later on in the series. It could like, be, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the whole like symbiote suit thing is new. That's yeah. not something. Yeah, that was yeah. Basically, I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. new. But I, I do think a lot of it comes from just the reaction that it's not accurate, and you know, I, I think also, you know, you say we need to take into account that set pics are not the final image. We also need to realize not every costume can translate perfectly to live action. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. I love Wolverine in yellow spandex. I don't want to see him in yellow spandex live action. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's been quite a few characters. You can't do their costume direct mm-hmm. to live action. Yeah. No. Yeah. It no. just, like, to me, I, I think my, my kind of barometer for these kind of things is when I look at the character, do I recognize him enough as the character that you're telling me that is? So, like, mm-hmm. you know, 
if I see him, do I see Moon Knight or do I see, you know, something else? And, and that to me, I'm like, all right, Moon Knight, you know. It's not Mummy Man, it's Moon Knight. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, there's a moon logo, you know, that you can see the logo. I'm like, all right, great, I'm good, you know. Um, so, uh, but I, I, the way you said it looks more like a kind of more like a mummy and the Egyptian angle, and it kind of makes sense in the in the scheme of the origin story and, mm-hmm. and all that. So I, I, I did. I, now that you reference that, and I picked up on it, that's that's a good pull. I, I, I dig that. And you know, I know people hate the comparison to Batman, but but I think <laughs> more so what I like what I liken him to is if I was going to sort of reference his origin with another DC character. I think he'd be closer to Hawkman in the sense that you know the, the, the multiple lives, the Egyptian aspect of it. You know, the it, it's it's in more a little bit in line with that. Yeah, the, the vigilante aspect is is more Batman, obviously. But I, yeah, I think there's you know what attracted me to, to him was that like that Egyptian backstory is is fascinating and, and the whole nine yards. So I, I I mean they're inevitable comparison, but they're completely they're so different. It's 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 night and day, you know what I mean. So it's it's. To, to be fair, though, like if someone someone to, were to ask me who would you compare Moon Knight to, I would also say Batman. Yeah. But also, when you say Batman, that gets people more interested automatically. Okay, yeah, but that's like, what I mean. Oh, it's like Batman. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. Now, whether he is or he isn't, that's up for debate. There are similarities, of course, especially when you take in the millionaire version of Stephen Grant. Right, who right. funds the Moon Knight stuff, which is a whole other thing because one personality funds another personality. It's amazing, but, yeah. <laughs> but when you take that into account, you can pay yourself unknowingly. Right, they are more similar. So, but this version I think is going to be maybe more like Street Batman if we had to compare it. Right. Maybe like we're going with Pattinson, just going nuts on people. Right, yeah. and it's and to me it's like, like you said, making that comparison to somebody who's just trying to get into Moon Knight to read him. Mm-hmm. That's only gonna drive, you know, that'll drive people towards the character, which is right. never a bad thing. Like, for example, with Green Lantern, and I know Donnie likes to, whenever we can, mention Green Lantern. Obviously, <laughs> but look at his butt. back here. Yeah, yeah. I have heard he's an enthusiast of the Emerald. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, exactly. So I, I think you know, like I, I, I think I've told this story before, but when my friend was trying to hook, like hook me into reading Green Lantern. He basically said it's it's kind of like I said well because all I knew prior was oh the guy in the Justice League cartoon with the, with the ring <laughs> cool and then I'm like what what else like well, give me some other and he's like well basically it's Superman meets Star Wars I'm like all right sign me up and and, and I started reading so you know those kind of comparisons to to to, to compare something to a more mainstream uh, Entity is not necessarily a bad thing. If it get if it gets somebody in the door, why not? Sure. Yeah. So and if you want to know more about Green Lantern, you can listen to the Emerald Echo podcast <laughs> available right here on YouTube. That's multiverse music, the Emerald Echo podcast right here on YouTube. You knew it was gonna come sooner or later. There it is. Uh I it, it's on. helpful too. Because I, I, I didn't know what to read with Green Lantern, and then I read Rebirth and that hooked me. <laughs> yeah. The Jeff John story. Oh yeah, that's yeah. it. Fantastic. Yep. Um, Hal awesome. standing up out of the coffin. That's that, I think that's my favorite Hal moment. It's when, awesome. you know, threatening Sinestro and saying, get away from Green Arrow and Kyle Rayner. I love that moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome yeah. stuff. So we'll cover rebirth eventually. We have yes. to, we'll get we'll get there in due yeah. time. Yeah. But um with that being said, we've talked about the trailer. We're all excited for March 30th. And of course, we'll be covering the, the episodes, uh, Donnie, as we always do with the Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Stuff right here on the show, so so uh, look out for those uh, when they arrive. Sure, we'll uh, have to invite Chris back for some of those. Oh, absolutely, that's yeah, what I was going to say. We'll have to get him back for, especially maybe the premiere episode. That'd be pretty cool to. I may show up in a Moon Knight costume, though. I warned you. Go guys. for it, yeah. I mean, hey, we'll, that's fine with us. We'll have a Mister Knight costume on. Well, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. So we'll set that up. But in the meantime, while we're waiting for this uh, awesome show, or what we hope will be an awesome show. We have uh, the the new um, seven issues now, but we're going to cover the first six of the new series. So, uh, Donnie, set us up. Where 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 do we find ourselves with Moon Knight? As we... Well, it actually opens up with like Moon Knight. We see Mister Knight, as yeah. Chris just said, like having conversations, 
And we see this this version, my original take is that it's really beautiful, grisly in parts, but there's also a lot of, a lot of sarcasm from Moon Knight. Mm. And we see like the scene switch from, you know, um, the hardcore action at night to like these introspective conversations with Moon Knight and his therapist or Moon Knight and other characters. And so that's that's kind of how we see this series start to play out. Right. Yeah. So what were your initial impressions, Chris, of how it started? I was impressed by it because it's um, normally when you see uh, Moon Knight kind of just reflecting on anything, it's not real. Like you think of the Lemire run, you didn't know what was going on for the entirety of that. What was it? 14 issues. Right. It, it was really hard to figure out. This one is so straightforward that it kind of surprised me. It's like, oh, okay, we're really doing this. And I like the conversations that he has. And I like the sarcasm. And I like the the not a deep dive, but the dive into the origin and everything. I was just very impressed by the the tone of it as well, the overall tone. I, I, for me, I like the fact that it opened up with him taking down, you know, vampires. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, you know, I'm a huge uh, Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. and Angel fan. So for me, you, anything to do with vampires, you, you sign me up. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> not that, oh, I'm, yeah. that I'm going to join a, a cult that actually thinks they're vampires, but, you know, right. anything aside from that. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but, hey, if that's your thing, go for it. <laughs> um, but no, um, so I dug that. And then the whole midnight mission and he's got an office and people mm. go in and, and, you know, ask him for help. That reminded me kind of like Angel, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So like, I'm like, oh, cool. Angel like, investigations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, so this is cool. This is great. Um, and, um, and and he really bears his soul to Dr. Sturman a lot. He does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I, I yeah, I really like that. I mean, that. Again, that just lent a lot of gravitas to this, that it's not just all action. It's not just fluff. It's introspection. Mm-hmm. So, Which yeah. we don't get from him. Yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, they're actively talking about his, his DID. And, and the reason why he's going to therapy is because that was a deal he made with, with the Avengers, you know, after they kind of settled their, their differences. They said, okay, well, listen, you know, you can keep doing what you're doing, but you have to go to, you know, one of our therapists and, and take care of, uh, of whatever's going on. And, and so that, this is the, the fallout from that. And I like how it's carrying over, even though it's a brand new number one. Mm. What, I think, what I think this book does is it's accessible for somebody who's just starting out like me, mm-hmm. or if you've had previous background with the character like you two, Right, and you you're coming also, back to it. Yeah, it's yeah. a good starting point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can also appreciate those little nods as well. So it was a good, it was off to a good start for sure. Um, and I like the opening dynamic that you guys were talking about, where he attacks this vampire cult, but he realizes that like four of the passengers in the back of this vehicle, they're there against their will, yeah. and even though they're vampires, and he talks about this later on, that. These are people worthy of his protection. He doesn't just go in, you know, fist and fury and kill all the vampires because he realizes there's a difference. So, and I also like there was a point, and I don't remember whether it was the first issue or the second one. He talked about basically a spectrum of heroes and Spider-Man on one end and the Punisher kind of walking the line on the other end. Yeah. And that he's like, I'm not, I'm neither one of those extremes. He's Something unto middle, myself. Yeah. 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 I think that was the first issue. I, yeah. I like that too, and I like that it shows growth for him as a character, because normally he wouldn't have the reserve not to kill the other four. Yeah. He would have just went at it. So I like that we've seen Mark Spector grow uh, right. post what happened with the Avengers and whatnot. I, I like that he takes in uh, one of the one of the you know the victims. Mm-hmm. She becomes his secretary or his assistant. <laughs> Yeah, Reese. Reese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reese is awesome. I, I love their dynamic. It is it is hilarious. Like, you know, she constantly is giving him attitude and, and be like, you know, like there's one point I can't remember what issue it is. It's later, but um when she's like, You have no friends, like I'm the only one, that, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm it, basically, right? It's yeah. like, um, Without Frenchie, I, he needed somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I really like the moment when, I think it was actually issue two, where she gets the blood on her hands. I think it was there. <laughs> they were working on, was it? Was it Terry? Soldier. They were working of uh, Terry or no? It was Soldier. Soldier. They were working on, and like all of a sudden, she sees the blood on her on her glove, and she's like, uh. <laughs> "It was gross. Cool. It was funny." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> but then, but then she had to run out because she's like, "Okay, before I do something, right?" You know. Also, and that's a good that's a good thing to touch on because you know they're dealing with Moon Knight's issues, but this is now for lack of a, a better phrasing. She's Reese is a recently freshly turned vampire, so right, right. You know, she's gonna have all those kind of feelings, reactions, you yeah, know, impulses that, of vampires, yeah, yeah. And she hasn't learned to control yet. So I think it was very interesting that they touched on that. I like that. I like that they that they went there, even though it was a quick little reference. I, I dug, I dug it. Yeah. Um, it what did cool you guys think that. of the this? I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead, Chris. I was just saying it was cool to see something like that because. Moon Knight is a lot of things, and the supernatural element is important to, to get that out of the way. Yeah. It's cool to see it. Yeah. So what did you think of Moon Knight going to protect that? Well, I believe it was an, it was an apartment building from Vermin and all the various, like, Vermin clones. What was your impression of that? I thought that was really cool. I mean, at first I was like, what is this? I've never seen this before. Yeah. And then the way that it go, it happens and we get that kind of showdown and stuff. That was really cool. I, I like that a lot. Um, it was interesting. It was different, and and those those things were pretty vicious looking. Yeah, I always like when things like that happen because it reminds you that no story in the Marvel universe, except for you know something like uh, uh, whatever you know an Elseworlds story. Elseworlds not Marvel, but this isn't taking a place. Isn't taking place in a vacuum. It's part of a larger story here. And he even mentioned Spider-Man. He's like, oh, you're one of Spider-Man's villains. Yeah. You know, so. And, and even before that, when, you know, they're at the apartment and he's faced with, you know, I have to confront older, you know, my, my adversaries are, are, are taking the form of, you know, older people. So I have to be careful. Like, you know, I don't want it. Like, he's conflicted with, I don't want to hurt older people, but. You know, like, because remember he tells, I think it was Soldier that he tells, yeah, I'm not going to hurt your mother, but yeah, basically everybody else but your mother is, is, <laughs> is, in, for, is in for a world of no, hurt. It's fair. Um, and, um, and that showdown, it was like that mental, that mindscape uh, scenario where he's going into the, like, he lets him in to his mind. And, mm-hmm. and that's the battle that takes place. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll let you in. He was like, but you, you, you haven't seen anything like what's in my mind, like, you know. Right. And the, the sweat thing was just, that was classic wacky stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little disturbing. <laughs> I got to admit, that was disturbing. Like, eh. <laughs> yeah, and he when, just, like, takes it in. Like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> when he, like, yeah, when he just, like, licked it, it was just like, okay, yeah, you know. Like it was nothing. This yeah. is life. I'm going to lick this guy's sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh. No, but like the visual, the, the art in that when you know when they were having that you know that battle, that the mental sort of battle was was quite was quite interesting. I I really liked the art and the way they played that because it was I I don't think the art has changed, but his style kind of altered mm-hmm. a little bit in in that run. And I like when an artist is capable of switching it up like that. I also like the the coloring here. I noticed that to use that much white. It's got to be, you know, kind of frustrating that you can't probably do everything you want internally, like within a figure. But they use this like glowing white and contrast it with the black so often, and it looks so good because mm-hmm. you got this kind of vibe that you know Moon Knight is inhabited by this mystical power, and I really like yeah. that. So yeah, and there was some green in there for you too. There's a, a bit of green. Always kind of like green. space. Kind of yeah. like space too. Yeah. yeah. So. So uh, just really quickly, at the end, we see kind of, uh, well, I won't say the baddie, but like who is pursuing Moon Knight through the first few issues, and that's Dr. Batter. So yeah. you want to tell us a little bit about him, Chris? I think he's a new character, actually. Okay. I'm not familiar right. with him. Maybe I'm wrong, because I, I, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know every broke that he's ever faced, but I think he's new. Okay. And I like that he's the anti-Moon Knight, in a way. Right, yeah. 
That is pretty cool. I like that. And he makes this statement, and I believe it's the third issue. I think it's third. That Khonshu can have two fists like anyone else. Right, yeah. yeah. And he is the left hand of Khonshu. Right. And I just think that's a really interesting thing for them to do. And it could lead to a lot of cool stories down the line. Like, we've already seen him do some cool stuff, but I think, like, the immediate reaction is, oh, that's neat. That's mm-hmm. that's something we can explore. Yeah. I, I thought that was very cool. To do. Like, it's almost like Moon Knight has become more aware of his, uh, like you said, he's becoming more emotional. Like he's he's more reserved and like instead of just, all right, this is a this is a vampire or whatever, and no matter the circumstances, I'm gonna take him down. Like he's starting to think think things through. Like he's not attacked first, asks questions later, that kind of thing. Whereas this guy is more of that initial intent, where it's like. Mm-hmm. This is my job. This is what I'm here to do. I'm gonna take any 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 uh, you know supernatural being or, or or enemy of Kanju out. No matter like I don't care what their circumstance is. So it's like the, the opposite, you know, the yin yang kind of deal. It, it's kind of like he's it's kind of like Moon Knight's fighting a prime version of himself in a way. Right, yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of what it feels like. And yeah. I like that Hunter Hunter Moon Hunter's Moon says. He's like, you know, I'm not here to like beat you or replace you. I'm here to correct you. That was an interesting <laughs> twist because you kind of, it's kind of set up as, oh, this guy's here to get Moon Knight and like maybe replace Moon Knight mm-hmm. in the eyes of Kanchu, but that's not what happens. So, yeah, that was a, that was a really uh, good angle for them to use because normally you you definitely would expect, okay, he just wants to take the mantle. No, he's there to teach him with some. Uh, I, I think the term is hard love or something. Tough love. Yeah, tough love. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. giving him some tough love from from Papa Kanchu there. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that they even differentiated the fact that you know Hunter's Moon looks at him and he was like, "You don't fight the way mm-hmm. you know a, a servant of Kanchu would." He, you know, he's like, you know, you fight like an animal. You're vicious. Yeah. That's what we saw in the the trailer. That it was somebody who just cut loose. It wasn't like. The most fluid thing that, and, and yeah, I'm sure that we'll see more of that. Matrix, but, know, it wasn't wire fool. It was uh, yeah, but th- that he's that Mark Spector is aggressive in the way he fights. So yeah, yeah. Um, he's a brawler. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just found it interesting because it's like you know when uh, when he refers to himself, okay, you're the right hand of Kanju, I'm the left hand. I'm like, wait a minute, why does the left hand have to be the the the, the, the quote unquote Baddie in this situation. Right. I'm left handed. I'm offended. Right. <laughs> Just like with Sinestro, you know? I get screwed in either universe. See that? Well, at, at least Hunter's Moon looks cool, though. There's that. Yeah. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that is true. He's, He's got, got a cool costume. costume. Right. So that means yeah. I got to get a cool costume and I got to grow my mustache like Sinestro. <laughs> I'm trying to grow mine like Mr. Sinister, so. Uh, okay. I guess ah, okay. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So, and speaking of character growth, I like later on there's a conversation between Moon Knight and Reese, and she was like, you know, why didn't you kill me for being a vampire when you first met me? And he was like, you know, because I don't, I shouldn't be out here judging people for who they are, but by what they do. Yeah. You know, again, drawing that that you know distinction between the vampire cult and the people that they had you know captured against their will. So. Yeah. And to make another comparison to Batman, real quick, and Batman ahead. begins there's that famous line: "It's not who I am underneath, but what I do that what defines I do. me." Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Moon Knight's on that level now, so yeah, he is Batman. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's Batman. There you go. And Rachel was like Bruce. <laughs> right. He's Batman, but I, I do love that line a lot when he delivers that. That's really cool. And yeah, and yeah. you know what follows that is really really good too. The when he just tracks uh, Hunter's Moon down at midnight mission, mm-hmm. and he oh yeah. The, the crap out of him. Yeah, I think when he crashes through the window. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was an awesome visual, yeah. It was. The, all the visuals in this new run have just been spectacular. Yeah. Who's the artist on the, the book, Donnie? Uh, I can't remember. I don't have it pulled up in front of it's, me right now. So, I, It was I, somebody that I like, though, now that I think about it. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but I think it's Alessandro Capucci. Okay, yeah. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. No, the art is fantastic. It's it's great. It's uh, throughout all six issues, I I absolutely love the art. It was it was stunning. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, I want to say I think that the 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 color is good too. 
the, yeah, the color. It was, it to color. Th- this wasn't something that color is very important here with a character like this, you know. And so, yeah, I, I just thought it worked really but well. You have a so. char- and it's harder because the guy's wearing predominantly yeah. white. So yeah. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know. it, it's very atmospheric and it's moody. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like too dark. Like I'm not reading the Frank Miller book. It's not too dark, but it's no, not no. too light. It's not like we're reading Spider Man. Um, what was it called? Full Stop when he had the white suit on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know it, it's it works. It's it's a perfect um, I think middle ground. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it, it's the art is just top notch. Uh, you know, work yeah. mm-hmm. all six issues uh, for sure. Oh, and again, I like the 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 character development that later on we see that he's talking with um, Sturman, and he says, "You know, she asked, why do you wear the mask?" Oh yeah, I really like that moment. He's like, "Because no one needs Mark Spector. I'd rather mm-hmm. be anyone else but Mark Spector." Yeah. So this is you know somebody dealing with self loathing here. It's not just somebody who is out and say, oh, you know, all I've got to do is go out. And and crush the bad guys and I'll be fine. This is somebody who is really at war with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You and I have talked about that, Adam, before with Eddie Brock. Yeah. There's a true, lot yeah. of that early on. So they're not they're not he's he's not very fond of his his yeah. Like his what he's done and, and you know, it's very much about atoning for like you could see in him there's a lot of I gotta atone for the for the my past mistakes, my past sins, and that to what I was speaking about, you know, the angel reference earlier. That also too is very much like Angel, right? In the sense mm-hmm. that that that's his whole for Angel. It's I gotta get that's the way to get my soul back, kind of deal. Uh, you know, for Moonlight, it's a different different thing entirely, but that similarity remains. So I do like that angle. It's very interesting and. and Adds another layer to the character mm-hmm. uh, and, and allows you to, to to tell a different kind of story. Like I like the fact that we even got just through dialogue, but backstory with his father. Right. Yeah. That was father. something huge that I remember that his father mm-hmm. was a rabbi, and that he's kind of at war. That's another part of himself that he's at war with because his father obviously had a very strong belief system. And here he is relying on a God that's not his father's God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the conversation they had about, um, I forgot the exact verbiage they used, but it came down to you left, you know, your Jewish stuff aside and you accepted a new God. Mm-hmm. And the way he talked about that was really cool too. The way they went into detail, because all the stern sessions are, are really well done. I think that's some of the best written stuff in the whole series so far. Yeah, I agree. The conversations and the deeper looks into Spectre's mind and his life and talking about his father, even mentioning Bushman for that brief moment. Yeah. It's just great stuff. Yeah, because he's talking about, like, he's talking about, too, where, you know, he's, he's saying, well, yeah, why wouldn't I leave? Why wouldn't I, you know, accept this other God when the yeah. God of my father basically allowed our people to get to always be you know trampled on and this and that and it's like that is really poignant because now we're dealing with and i'm I'm not of the jewish faith so i i can't you know speak to this with any like literal reference points but i can imagine some people of that faith persuasion having that sentiment of well what the hell like why am i why am i being you know, faithful to you when all I've gotten is this persecution, that persecution, and everything mm-hmm. else in between. So it's a very real emotion mm-hmm. that the writers are are putting in this this fantastical character, fantastical mm-hmm. situations. And I always like where where you can imbue some realism in certain spots to these characters without it getting overly preachy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's that fine yeah. balance. And this mm-hmm. book walks that balance perfectly. I think it does a very good job of, of, of that. Yeah, that was some really deep stuff to think about. Yeah. You know, again, and, you know, the, his relationship in this with Kanchu seems to be somewhat antagonistic. You know, he's yeah. drawing power from Kanchu. But by the way, in Kanchu, when Kanchu actually, when we actually do see Kanchu, the stuff of nightmares, I mean, <laughs> the way it was rendered, wow, you know? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it's it's. But one of the things, you know, there's we talked about how this, you know, it's not a Frank Miller book. We do get to see a former love interest show up. So, yeah. um, Chris, tell us a little bit about that because I'll tell you my feelings on it. You're talking about Tigra? Yeah. So when Tigra showed up, I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. <laughs> I didn't mind it, but I was like, okay, we, we can do this, I guess. I'd rather okay. see Marlene, but okay. Yep. Um, I understand. That. I just love the fact that they had just talked about his mask, and here she comes in. She's like, oh, hey, baby, let me see your eyes, and tries to take the mask off. Yeah, he's like, right. get it's off so, me. <laughs> it's so it's different. funny because you, you guys are having specific reactions, and I'm like, I don't know who this is, but I'll roll with it because apparently <laughs> she's here. Oh, she's, she's been important. around a long time, yeah. Yeah, they were West Coast Avengers and some other stuff, yep. but she's but a cool I, character, and their chemistry is different than he has with other characters. I I love the way it was written, like that whole segment where she comes in, you know, and she <laughs> instantly kind of, <clears throat> this is the wrong word, but <clears throat> you'll get what I'm saying. She kind of sides with Reese, and, and yeah, they're, kind of, yeah. <clears throat> they're kind of teaming up to, like, you know, take jabs at, at, at Mark, and I'm like, yeah. and he's like, I'm surrounded I'm by, surrounded by women. horrible women. And I, was laughing, I was dying of laughter. I was like, oh, that's too good. She kind of reminds me in this one, like uh, kind of like Mary Jane, like a tiger version of Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah. Because she has that, you know, that she like she walks in and she's got that presence. Of, like, she owns like, the place. <laughs> that model presence that, you know, yeah. It was, yeah but I love the dynamic. Again, it's like all the action and the, and the fighting is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it's really the, the the character interactions that make this book <clears throat> very unique and very special, I think. Yeah, and they have a moment, I think it's toward the end of that issue, um, where Mark does take off the mask for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we, and he, you know, he explains, I don't want to look at myself in the mirror. I don't yeah, want to see who's underneath yeah. the mask. And that, yeah. that just drives the point home. He does not like himself anymore. He realizes all the mistakes he's made. He does not want to be a part of that anymore. Yeah. And it's cool because, you know, he, he rests her head, his head on her shoulder, and it's like, you see how kind of, as much as they build him up as this, this, you know, to the to the villains he pursues, to the to the evil he pursues, he is this very formidable, intimidating figure. Mm-hmm. But then you can see him in such a vulnerable situation like that. It's very. The dichotomy is is quite you know impressive uh, of the two of the two perspectives that we're getting of this character. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's issue number five where we see <coughs> Moon Knight go to we we initially like have one impression of Soldier, but later on we see that he's actually chained up and a, a bomb's getting ready to explode, and Moon Knight goes to help him, and we yeah. see that it's actually Zodiac who has chained Soldier up. And here is, again, Moon Knight risking himself yeah. under this scenario. And I thought that was really cool. What do you think, Chris? I thought that was a very cool scenario because it's not – it's one of those things where you don't think that would be a, a thing. Like, I didn't think, oh, Soldier is a – is not who he seems. Yeah. You know, that didn't cross my mind. I was like, okay, yeah, he's a, a good guy. Yeah. He's Soldier from the block, whatever. Yeah. And then <laughs> the way it's handled with – Jenny from the block, but uh, – yeah, anyway. I mean, similar? They're in New York. <laughs> I think they're in Brooklyn too. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it was an interesting scenario because you don't expect that. Like you just think, okay, Soldier's this all American guy, I guess. <laughs> and then you, to see him chained and see the fun. But also, what really caught me was the Zodiac stuff. Yeah. Oh because wow. That yeah. I did not see coming whatsoever. Yeah. That was in a way. Yeah. Yeah, and in a way, that was kind of the back of my mind. Because there, the emotional stuff kind of takes precedent for me in uh, precedent for me in in this book, so the zodiac stuff is always in the background, you know. Yeah. So to see it fully realized in this issue was, was pretty special. And, and that's how they. I think that's that's the beauty of of the, of the twist that they pose because they 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 lure you away from thinking about those characters with all the character emotional stuff that Moon Knight's going through. And then, boom, they hit you with these surprises. And it's like, oh, wow, that was actually shocking. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't telegraph that. Whereas in yeah. some books, you know, you could telegraph the twist coming a mile away. Um, right. And, and I, I like how issue six opens up. You know, Moon Knight's taking a beating from Zodiac. 
yeah. because he's he's disoriented from the explosion and who Reese goes to get to help Moon Knight. Mm. That's not who I would have thought would play out here. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. But he was helpful. Yeah. Of. Which it's, again, I'm I'm speaking of Hunter Moon, Hunter's yeah. Moon. So yeah. Yeah, that was I, I like seeing him um, kind of not reconcile with Moon Knight, but no, okay, you are my brother of Khonshu. Yeah. Right. I'm going to take care of you. Yeah, and he even says, "I'm not sure I like you yet, but you're my brother <laughs> still." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Yeah, that, the, their relationship. I like the way it's growing because at first, you know, it's very antagonistic, but then I, I think in that issue we see it change a little bit, and I'd like to see where it's going to continue to go. Yeah, I don't I think we're going to get, like, super Conchu brothers or something, but we'll see. No, but the occasional team-up, I think, will could happen. But but while keeping that guarded animosity between the two, I mean, they're, yeah. they're not going to be going out for coffee and, you know, talking yeah. about sports anytime soon. But They should totally call the title that for a while. Moon Knight, Fist of Conchu brothers, you know, or <laughs> Super Conchu brothers, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I awesome. read it. Video yes. game, video game pending. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd read that. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> and then the the scene where I, or or the the part of the, the sort of the the villain plot that kind of got me that I found was really interesting was I think it was an issue before I think it was issue five or or, or maybe it was four but when they were siphoning the money out of his account to control him and get him to do what he oh, wants. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you rarely see that from a villain. Usually, and I'm talking about both Marvel and DC, usually it's, I've got to kill the hero because of X, Y, and Z. Where here, they're like, screw that. I'm going to hit him where it hurts the most, not by killing him, but by taking what funds his, what funds his superheroics away, which is his money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And so... That was an interesting angle, and I like that um, it also widened the universe a little bit. Because, yeah. like like you mentioned earlier, Donnie, this takes place in the Marvel Universe. This is not like some kind yeah. of else world or whatever. Yeah. This yeah. takes place in, because we, we see Jigsaw. They're talking yeah. about yeah. Frank Castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love seeing that. The interconnectivity yeah. is so well done. And it's and not like... And that was an eight ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, eight ball. Yeah, yeah. I like seeing that interconnectivity and, and the way they just, they don't use it as a crutch. They use yeah. it as a accent. Good yeah, way to put it, that, yeah. Exactly. It's not like, okay, now now that you've read this line of dialogue and you see that it's tied in with the Punisher character, go read 45 issues of Punisher. No, it's like, right. you know, you know. Read both of back, Frank. <laughs> not that I'm opposed to reading Punisher, I'm just saying. That can be sometimes daunting, mm -hmm. you know, as a reader. Like, for example, here's the way it was done wrong, or that I think, and, and for me to say that a Batman book did something wrong is, is you know, highly uh, irregular, but... but you know, there was the death. Or was it death of the family? Not the one from the eighties. The one that the started. Snyder one. Yeah, mm -hmm. there was like forty-five friggin' tie-ins, and it's like <laughs> yeah. on the corner of the right-hand side of the the cover, death of the family tie-in, and you'd right. buy it. And so I'd buy like a, it was a friggin' whatever, yeah. some book I was never reading. Let's uh, <laughs> let's call uh, checkmate or whatever, just to use an example. That wasn't one of them, but let's pretend. You know, checkmate number three, and you're reading for this death in the uh, the family time, and all it is is literally Joker's off in the corner hiding, listening to a conversation. <laughs> yeah. And, Wait a minute, I spent three ninety nine for that. Right. <laughs> kind of bullshit, you know. Yeah. Adam's ranted about this before. <laughs> but but now you know. But it's ridiculous. And no, it's half the battle. Right. I like Jeez, I like the yeah. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me start another podcast, Danny. But, yeah, you know, so I like the way this was done as opposed to the way that was done. So, again, I'm not, I'm not opposed to, you know, multi-book crossovers. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to do that, then they better have the crossover portion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's why I'm reading it for. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really like the way this was done. So, it was a wider universe without forcing you to hear. Now, spend another hundred bucks to catch up on it. Or use your Marvel Unlimited subscription. That too, yeah. And Marvel Unlimited, I actually can access that in Canada, which is nice. Oh, you can! I didn't know that. That's awesome. As opposed to the DC Universe. Right. The Marvel one, the Marvel apps are better anyway, but I'm just saying. And now Comicsology is changing, so that's a whole other thing to navigate. But I digress. <laughs> um, 
Donnie, could you, where, 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 any? Well, no, we should talk a little bit about the end. You know, um, Hunter's Moon is able to heal um, Mark Spector, not completely, but we also see that, you know, we also see Hunter's Moon's backstory about how he became, you know, a servant of Khonshu. Right, yeah. Which I thought was really, really interesting. And like I said, I, well, and like Chris said, their, the, their relationship is growing. There's not a complete resolution here. You just see them kind of say, okay, well, we're not enemies, but how are we going to work together? Mm-hmm. That's not completely resolved. And I like the fact that they leave you wanting a little bit more, uh, but they establish something that is very interesting to bring you back. And I think it would have been disingenuous if, you know, because think about it. Hunter's Moon appears in how many, what, two of the six issues? Maybe mm-hmm. three? Yeah, I uh, think so. Right? So to, to imagine having them start out as you know, wanting to kill each other, and then by the end of it, you know, they're arm in arm, you know, hey, let's go for marshmallows after this. You know, that would be Shwarma. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Shwarma. Shwarma. <laughs> that yeah. would be ridiculous, you know, from, from, a, from a progression standpoint. So it I'm wouldn't glad, be realistic, no, not yeah. at all. So I'm glad that it, their issues weren't fully resolved by the end of issue six. And I kind of hope they don't get resolved for a while. Yeah. I, I, I want them to keep this kind of chemistry this back and forth because it, it it's interesting to see because normally, you know, you see these you see characters like this and they are friends by this point. Yeah. Like, OK, I see what you did out there. I appreciate that. We're friends now. Yeah. I get it. That's usually what happens. Yeah. But this wasn't that case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like. I, I respect you because we're brothers in country, but not. But that's right, right now. That's where it is. Like that's the, that's where the that's where the, the unity stands. It's very tenuous yes. and could change at any moment. And that's the intriguing part of it. It is uh, like, because we, a, we've we've seen how threatening he could be to Moon Knight. Right. So um, it does yeah. end. Up, it ends up on an upbeat note, though, because we see after all this, he goes back to the Midnight Mission. And he's like in the rubble, in the, in the rubble. rubble, and he's like, "I am Moon Knight, and I'm not going anywhere. And I've got something to do." I love the fact that the image is he's sitting in his chair as if nothing is happening. He's like, "All right, I'm ready for the next customer. Who needs my help?" Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it so much. It speaks it volumes for the character. It's so casual and nonchalant that it's like, "All right." It's it's one of the best panels, I think, just because of what it is. <laughs> like yeah. after everything that's happened. He's still there to do what he thinks is right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I got to say, I was coming at this. This is being my first full uh, arc of a Moon Knight story. Mm-hmm. I'm really impressed. I, I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, Has there been a Mister Knight's Marvel Legends? Because I know there's been several Moon Knights, but I looked at the the Mister Knight costume, or you know, the the suit and the mask, and I was like, that'd be a great figure, you know. I don't think so because I'm also gunning for one myself. I wasn't collecting figures when the Moon Knight figures were released. Oh, so yeah. I've missed out on all the cool ones they've had already. Yeah, they weren't <clears> easy to, some of them weren't easy to come by either. I, that's what I heard. And now I've been looking at like 200 bucks for a Marvel Legends. I'm like, no, I'll wait yeah. for the movie version. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, the TV series version. Well, and, and think about this, you know, I. I I think I now I could be misremembering, but I think I read that Hot Toys and Sideshow are going to have a Moon Knight figure. They are. Hot mm-hmm. Toys is going to release a Moon Knight figure. God, I, I, look, those damn. <laughs> you, I'm already experiencing pain with 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 Batman related stuff. You know. Oh yeah. So I cannot I cannot imagine you what you're going to do when you see that that Sideshow Moon Knight figure because, like I said. I've got the the hot toys of the the, the sonar suit, the, the Val Kilmer yeah. coming. I just ordered the McFarlane, the, the statue you posted about the the Batman. Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, I was I was going between the black, the, you know, the the, black the regular and, and the red one, but then I'm like, I gotta go black because it's Batman, and it, I like the red, I like the accent, but you know, Batman, it's Batman. So I got, I ordered that one, and you know how Michael Keaton. Batman from the Flash is gonna is you're mm. gonna do a hot toy of that, and there's no way in hell I'm not getting a, a Michael Keaton hot toy. Uh, so there goes my money for that. So I'm already like, please, that's enough. <laughs> I don't even have one yet, and all of a sudden I'm planning. Okay, there's three already. Just basically, 
waiting to be my possession. So I can just imagine you when you see that that um, that Moon Knight figure when they actually release it. Oh yeah, for me it's it's the, so yeah. I've already bought some Batman stuff myself. I got the Lego sets. <laughs> I bought a Batmobile the other day. That's really cool. I have some McFarlands on order. But for Moon Knight, I am so excited for the merch. Like a child, I can't wait for the Marvel Legends. I don't have any hot toys right now. I had one a while ago. Uh, it was the Joker DX12, but yeah. I got rid of it. So I might, I might need that Moon Knight though. I'm just saying, I might need it. I, I think when you see it, because that that was me. I'm like, I can't, I can't justify spending. You know, years ago, I was like, there's no way I would ever buy one of those. And then I saw the Val Kilmer thing, and I'm like, you son of a. <laughs> why, why do I speak? Because look at me now, I just. And I, I, Donnie, I can imagine you if they ever did a Kyle Rayner hot toy, you'd you'd probably pony up the cash for that. Well, right. well, you know how I was saving up for that that statue, that XM statue, until I heard that it's not available on this continent. So I didn't know that. No, you can't. There's there's nowhere to get it. It's it's available only in what is it? Uh, Indonesia? Where is it? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, somewhere like that. And oh. because it's they're not even they're not even getting it in Europe because it's so big, like shipping would be like three hundred dollars. Oh, and wow. so you can only get it, yeah, like where I forget exactly where it was produced, but yeah. So I don't know, unless somebody brings one over to the States someday. Donnie, I think I think your your best bet is eventually when the HBO Max Green Lantern show comes out, you'd probably get some hot toys of, of, of those Green Lanterns. Hope so. I can see oh, so. a Jessica Jessica Cruz in your collection. If not, if not Kyle, maybe Jessica Cruz. How about that? Yeah. I might have to purge some things though, because it's <laughs> it's getting That's crowded right. here again. <laughs> you, you think you might have to you might have to get some stuff out of there? But uh, I'll come and steal some stuff. Don't worry about it, Donnie. We'll take Merch it is never ending. There's always something new. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes, Chris, you have people in your life and you're like, I don't want to collect Masters of the Universe. And then you have a friend say, oh, you really need to. You know how awesome these stop, things are? Listen, stop they are me. awesome. They are stop, awesome, though. Stop blaming me because, listen, I had, I had the, the, the self-control to only get three of them. I didn't tell you to go get the whole line. That's on you. Now, <laughs> this two-pack is awesome. That is awesome. That's the savage that. He-Man. I love that line. I, I don't own any of them, but I like looking at them. Oh, I know I that, that. For me, that's a slippery slope. I, I didn't no. I'm not going to judge you. That's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> I mean, these Mayfax figures, I started I started getting Mayfax figures. I just wanted the Dark Knight Batman Mayfax. I was like, well, I need a Joker for the Batman. Yeah. yeah well, and then yeah. you just I have to match them. I took one step down that slope, and I ended up like Chris Farley in Black Sheep. You know, <laughs> so. you know, last night I was contemplating as I was – I got an email for this every, every month uh, – Hot Toys they update you on your, your order, you know, mm-hmm. progress or whatever. And of course, in that email, they're like, by the way, this this Batman Forever statue comes with a Robin. And I'm like, stop that. I, <laughs> it does? <laughs> um, yeah, well, stop no, you, but you, they're also selling the Crystal Donald. Oh, okay, yeah. Right? So it's like, stop that because I don't even, I don't really want this, but with the rate my trigger finger is going lately, <laughs> it might end up in my cart. And I can't afford that right now, so stop your you know, stop your, your yapping email. Tell me, you, you, <laughs> leave me alone. On me. <laughs> leave me alone. Um, yeah. So, but no, this was um, so I, I expect some merch for sure for Moon Knight as the show. Yeah, you know. and uh, we haven't seen many of the characters. I mean, we know uh, Doctor Harrow's in it. Um, oh. I forgot that there's another villain. Is it Midnight Man that's announced already? I think so. Yeah. What? I think, I think so. so. And, and Dracula has been rumored forever. Well, my so, thing is, I, I would love for this to like, because I'd assume that Oscar Isaac just isn't going to be in, a, in, in this show. They'll probably use him elsewhere. And, you know, with Blade coming down the track, mm-hmm. I'd love to see a, a team up with uh, Moon Knight oh, and definitely. Blade. Yeah. If they can ever get Ghost Rider going, oh yeah, that would be. I'm hoping for like a version of Midnight Suns. Yeah, that's what I was leaning at. Like that would be, that would be, you know, something that I think a movie, a, a movie or a show, whichever mm-hmm. they want to do. But I, you know, that would be like the supernatural kind of Avengers kind of 
deal, and I'd be all for that. And as a matter of fact, if they ever did a Midnight Suns book again with uh, uh, Moon Knight, Blade, uh, Ghost Rider, and such, you know, most of my Marvel is digital right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they did, did a book like that, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably put it on the physical uh, buy uh, pile. So uh, Marvel, if you want my physical money, then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't think they care where how, how they get my money as long as they get it. Yeah. If you if you want me to collect physical, that's the book you need to be putting out. But um, no, I, I love this series. So usually how we do it, Chris, is because this is one story arc, we rate uh, the story out of uh, the writing out of five and the arc out of five. So go ahead. Give us your, your rating of the, the first arc. Uh Automatically, I want to say five out of five for both, but I know that's probably not. You can't give every book a perfect review. Uh, Let's say it's a four out of four for the story. Okay. And I'd give the same for the art because I I, there's no perfect book for me, except Long Halloween, which is different. Fair fair enough. That's an acceptable uh, acceptable reaction. I I love this friend. So maybe we can get him on for like a Long Halloween episode. Oh, we should we should do it. You know what I was thinking that I was going to mention to you after the show. We should do a couple of the books that are that are sort of inspirations for the Batman leading up to March, you know, uh, or or before or after the the movie. We do a couple of books that that were uh, inspired that inspired the movie. It would be something maybe we could do, but we'll talk about that. We'll schedule that uh, later. But um, but yeah, Donnie, well, how would you rate? Uh, oh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the art a five, and I'm gonna give the writing a four point five. Oh, we can do points too. Yeah, yeah. You can, oh, you want to? Yeah, oh, yeah, four point five for both. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give the writing a, a four. It's really strong start, solid story, and the art was just stunningly beautiful at every turn. So I've got to give that a five. Uh, fantastic, and the best thing is, you know, it ended. It it ended pretty clean considering everything that happened. And yet, I was still anticipating more, and that, to me, is the mark of a good uh, of, of a good uh, first entry. So, uh, so I'm all for more Moon Knight, and I can't wait to uh, dive into the next arc. And uh, happy to finally be covering the character on uh, on this this vidcast and podcast. So, uh, uh, Chris, thanks for joining us uh, again. Yes, thanks for joining us, sir. Well, thank you guys for having me. It was fun. Uh, give us uh, before we wrap. Give us your social media plugs. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at that Chris Seven Zero. But what I prefer you guys to do is check out my um, video podcast that I host with my buddy Emmett Davis at G of the Geeks. Okay. Awesome, Donnie. How can they uh, keep up with you via social media? You can find me on Twitter as the Emerald Enthusiast. Let's talk comics. Let's talk collectibles. Let's talk Green Lantern. And if you want to chat with me on social media, it's at Adam underscore Lee's fan on Twitter. The podcast network is at MMNPDC. Uh, we also have a Facebook group, which is listed in the link below. Click it. I will add you, and we can continue the conversation there. But until next time, and until March 30th, when uh, Moon Knight premieres, remember... That Moon Knight is forever, from his first identity to his last. So long, everybody. So long, everyone.